0: Welcome to or welcome back to the 510 report where we talk about industry news, advocacy, and general goings on. Thank you so much for joining me again. The first bit of news that I wanted to talk about today comes out of Greece. It seems as though despite one of the biggest and most prolific tobacco harm reduction doctors living in Greece, that Greece has really decided to go after vapor products. A Greek court recently ruled that vapor products and tobacco products are exactly the same, meaning there is no difference between the two and as far as I can tell they're going to regulate vapor products the exact same way that they regulate tobacco products. Now in 2002, Greece introduced a nationwide smoking ban in all public spaces and even though this nationwide smoking ban has been around since 2002, Greece has been struggling to implement it and struggling to even enforce it. There is little to no consequences for breaking this smoking ban in Greece An exceptions by the government are repeatedly given out to workplaces to continue to allow smoking in workplaces. Apart from the nationwide smoking ban they also have restrictions and prohibitions on things like advertising and sales and now the court in Greece has said that electronic cigarettes and vapor products are just going to be included in all of this tobacco legislation that already exists. The Electronic Cigarette Business Association in Greece recently tried to appeal this and their appeal was rejected, with the court saying that the same regulations that we have in place right now with tobacco products should absolutely apply to all e-cigarette products because the Greek court says that electronic cigarettes do not differ in any way from traditional tobacco cigarettes. Greece has apparently taken a very very hard line against vapor products people are telling me that in greece even zero nicotine liquids are considered tobacco products the bases the flavorings the components used are all considered tobacco products as well greece is heavily going after anything that has anything to do with vaping including standalone flavorings for like diy yes they are going after those as well. Now, also considering that Greece has had a nationwide public smoking ban on the books since 2002 that they have been unable to enforce, it just makes me wonder how they are going to be able to enforce this sort of same legislation on vapor products when they can't even enforce this legislation on tobacco products, where we still have people in Greece smoking in public and smoking in their workplaces, even though that has supposedly been banned since 2002. Now, I don't really have any more information about this particular topic, but I am going to post some links down the description to where you can read about it for yourself. And again, I'm not sure if there are any sort of advocacy groups or anything happening in Greece that you can get involved with. If you are a Greek vapor, this affects you directly. So I would suggest reading up and learning everything you can about what's going on in Greece right now. And from this far away, they seem to be in worse shape somehow than the state of vaping in the United States. So shifting gears slightly from that, I wanted to talk about the World Health Organization real quick. So every two years, the World Health Organization holds a conference, the Framework Convention on Tobacco Control, or the FTCT, and this is the eighth time that they have had the FCTC Convention on Tobacco Control. And the FCTC's goal every year is to establish sort of the norms of tobacco control. And this is being held this week, October 1st through the 6th in Geneva, Switzerland. This is going on right now. So one of the interesting things that is happening this year is there was a letter written to the World Health Organization on behalf of 72 different PhDs, MDs, doctors, and professors, all kind of pleading with the World Health Organization to take a different approach to vapor products and electronic cigarettes in the realm of tobacco harm reduction. The World Health Organization has traditionally taken a very firm stance about vaping in that they are not a big fan of it. And these 72 doctors, MDs, physicians, and professors have penned this letter and all signed this letter to the World Health organization. And in this letter, they say things like tobacco harm reduction is integral to tobacco control. Harm reduction is a widely practiced strategy in public health, e.g. HIV, drug use, sexual health, and should become an integral component of tobacco control, helping smokers to quit smoking or diverting them from ever starting. And in either case, greatly reducing their risk. Stakeholders should give an appropriate weight to the benefits and opportunities of tobacco harm reduction. They should not focus exclusively on unknown risks to health especially when these are minor or improbable risks. A lost opportunity for a public health gain represents a real harm to public health and should be recognized as such. Youth uptake of any tobacco or nicotine product demands a coherent and adaptable strategy focused on reducing present and future harms to young people. Policies to address youth nicotine use should be based on an understanding of youth risk behaviors, the interactions between the use of different products for example some young smokers and the potential displacement of smoking by low-risk products may be beneficial and due regard for the overall balance of harms and benefits to both adults and to youth arising from interventions. Uncertainty about long-term effects should not be a reason for paralysis. It is true we will not have complete information about the impacts of new products until they have been used exclusively for several decades, and given the complex patterns of use, we may never. But we already have sufficient knowledge based on the physical and chemical process involved, the toxicology of emissions, and biomarkers markers of exposure to be confident that these non-combustion products will be much less harmful than smoking. We also know with certainty that the incumbent product, cigarettes, is extremely harmful. This letter written by these doctors is basically a plea. A plea to the World Health Organization to look at the science behind vaping. A plea for sanity in an otherwise just crazy volatile area of tobacco harm reduction. Obviously, I think this is a fantastic thing that these 72 doctors, PhDs, MDs, and professors have done. And like I said, the FCTC meeting is happening right now in Geneva, Switzerland. I haven't heard any news coming out of this newest FCTC-8 yet. So I don't know how the FCTC or the World Health Organization has taken this particular letter. But obviously, any news or information that I find out moving forward, I will absolutely share here on the 510 report. And the last thing I wanted to talk about today, yeah, again, it's the FDA. So as we should all be pretty aware, a few weeks ago, Scott Godley went on a little bit of a rampage talking about the youth vaping epidemic and how all options are on the table right now. And if these six manufacturers can't figure out why uh, the youth are enjoying their products so much, then they're going to act unilaterally and just take everything away. Take everything away including flavors. And now apparently take everything away including online sales. Keeping in mind that all of this is happening and being rolled out by Scott Gottlieb and the FDA based on zero data. And as of the recording of this video today, Scott Gottlieb and the FDA have still not produced any evidence or studies to back up their epidemic claims and everything happening with vaping in the United States right now is based on this one epidemic word that Scott Godlib threw out there. And now Scott Godlib and the FDA want to go after online sales because that's that, that must be how the youth are getting their vapes. And I would real quickly also like to point out right now that there are a lot of articles going around that talk about youth vaping and youth smoking and they always use the term youth or kids. And when they're using these term youth and kids, they're actually talking about Teenagers so whenever you read anything about kids vaping they are actually talking about teenagers vaping They just like to use the words kids as sort of an appeal to emotion like we have to protect the kids Right and when you hear the word kids you think of like ten-year-olds on the playground using jewels Which is obviously not what's happening kids means teenagers. And all of this going after flavors, going after nicotine, going after online sales, none of this is going to kind of be revealed in, until November. Apparently in November is when Scott Godlib and the FDA are going to make all sorts of these large scale announcements regarding what's going to happen to vapor products in the United States. And right now we're almost about halfway through, we're about 30 days through the 60 day warning that Scott Gottlieb and the FDA gave these vape manufacturers. and. and Every time I start talking about what Scott Gottlieb and the FDA are doing to vapor products and electronic cigarettes in the United States, it just... It just makes me shake my head. This is something I said last week, and I'll probably say it again in the future. But the FDA and Scott Godlib are being harder on vapor products, 95% less harmful vapor products than they are on that which is causing us harm. Scott Godlib wants to go after online sales of vapor products. But do we need to remind Scott Godlib that you can still buy cigarettes online? Fact, you can buy cigarettes online. You can also buy beer and alcohol online? Why on earth would we restrict vapor sales online, a product that is overwhelmingly established to be 95% healthier for you than lighting tobacco on fire and inhaling the smoke. We're gonna ban those online sales, but cigarettes, yeah, absolutely. They can be sold online. Beer, wine, hard alcohol, you want that delivered to your house because you bought it online, you can do that. Oh, you wanna quit smoking and you wanna buy a vapor product online? I'm sorry, that's too dangerous for you. I genuinely don't think that the FDA and Scott Gottlieb have a leg to stand on. I think they're under pressure from all of these anti-smoking groups like tobacco-free kids. I think they're under pressure from Big Tobacco and from Big Pharma. I think they're making bad knee-jerk reactions and they still have not produced any evidence or data to substantiate their epidemic claim. It simply just doesn't exist yet Scott Godlib and the FDA is kind of rolling out this big action plan that's going to be announced in November that is again based on zero data and zero evidence and so honestly I don't know what is going to happen in November and I don't know what's going to be announced in November and I'd love to pass that question off to you what do you think is going to get rolled out in November from the FDA are we going to lose flavors are we going to lose high nicotine are we going to lose closed systems are we gonna lose flavorings are we gonna lose online sales is the FDA ever going to produce the so-called evidence and data that they have to back up their epidemic claim needless to say I think things are going to get very very interesting the rest of this year for vapor products in the United States and I think with 72 doctors MDs PhDs and professors writing a letter to the World Health Organization and I think the overwhelming scientific consensus that vaping is 95% less harmful for you, I think all of that is going to come kind of crashing down on the FDA and Scott Gottlieb. You can only keep your head in the sand for so long. And I think that's where I'm gonna end this 510 report. In the description to this video, I'm also gonna post a tweet that I think everybody should check out because I found it very entertaining. And before we go, of course, I want to remind everyone to join CASA. Go to casaw.org, sign up, become a member. It's free, it's easy, it's effective. You want to know about calls to actions for possible bad, vape legislation happening in your particular city or state or area, it's easy. You just join up with CASA. And as Kevin Skipper said, you don't have to do everything, but you do have to do something. Let's get involved.